0: you're listening to the volleyball by design podcast today we're going to talk about the seven steps in building a volleyball program and i'll probably add a successful volleyball program at that so it's an episode you don't want to miss stay tuned the volleyball by design podcast. What's up ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 81 of the Volleyball by Design podcast. How is everyone doing out there today? Hello, welcome new listeners. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome to the podcast. What took you so long? You got about 80 episodes to get caught up on. If you don't know who I am, hello. My name is Coach Brian Singh and I'm the host of this podcast. And if you are a regular listener, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate your time, especially now if you're listening to this um, around the time when I'm recording this. We're in the holiday season. We're about to hit 2022. Exciting 2022 is around the corner. Uh, And if there's a good chance you're probably listening to this in 2022. uh, But nevertheless, volleyball most of you are getting ready to start your new upcoming seasons in January your club season's about to start or in some cases the high school season starting I don't know it's different with COVID happening you know things are getting mixed around a little bit Um, but it is exciting and today's episode is built around that excitement and and that and just that out of that conversation so, But before we get into this episode, um, depending on when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this after June 2nd, um, then ignore what I'm about to tell you. But if you're listening to this before June 2nd, you may have already heard that I'm having a free volleyball workshop where I'm going to talk about efficiency. Now, you guys know efficiency. I'm always trying to get better at being a more efficient coach, and this is it's really important to dive into efficiency at the beginning of your season if you're just at the beginning of your season this is even more important because this is where you could fix any potential mistakes that you'd be making before the season starts or or as the season progresses so out of all my workshops this is one of my important i think i don't want to say it's the most important but this is very crucial especially given it's the beginning of 2022 the beginning of the year this is where you want to start off so if you uh if this is if you're listening to this before january 2nd or third, for that matter. Um, head on over to volleyballworkshop.com and get registered. It's completely free. It's my, it's my it's my workshop I do it at the beginning of every year. Uh, I do it a couple times throughout the year, actually, but I always do it at the beginning of the year to make sure that you kind of you get your foot off on the right on the right start. You, you go into the season with that that much more confidence uh, that you can. All right. Um, and to and to build and add on that, uh, today's episode is perfect for the start of 2022, and this. Topic was brought to us by Ariston Wiggins. Ariston Wiggins um, is a coach who actually was a member of Digital Volleyball Academy and uh, spent a long time in Digital Volleyball Academy. And uh, honestly, a fantastic coach. And this is a great question that she brought to the table, which is, how do you build a volleyball program? What does that look like? Now, that's a that's a that topic alone. I could probably teach an entire course on that topic, how to build a volleyball program. But what I'm hoping to do in this episode is give you seven simple steps that you could take and you can apply to your gym and be able to build that championship, that successful program that I know you want to build. So I really hope that um, that this episode gives you a lot of value. Um, now, I do want to let you know that there's there's a lot of no- There may be a lot of notes in this episode. So normally, you know, if if you're a new listener, I always try to give tangible, step by step feedback instructions, just so I can make it clear for you. So you can, you know, my goal is when you finish listening to an episode, you should be able to have at least one or two key ideas that you can take back to your gym and apply right away. Well, in this episode. There's probably going to be a lot more than that just because of the nature of the question in terms of, you know, we're, we're talking about planning a volleyball program. All right. Planning a volleyball program. So there is a lot. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to also refer back to certain podcast episodes as well, where I may have dived a lot deeper into a specific topic that I'm going to get to. So make a note of those episodes and um, you can also go back to them. And For my DVA members, there's a lot of things in here that I also go way more deeper inside DVA. So I'm going to reference those so you can go back and watch those live trainings because my live trainings are like 45 minutes long and you could really dial into those. So if you don't know what DVA is, by the way, for the listeners out there, Digital Volleyball Academy It's my signature membership where I'm able to bring coaches from all around the world into one place and do a lot of live training and Q and A, and also give them access to all my courses that I've created and and behind the scenes to what we do in our gym. Um, You know, scouting reports, practices, film sessions, games. I I mic myself up on the on the uh, in the games, and they can kind of hear what we what we do there. And you know, it's basically I bring you guys into my world, and I'm able to mentor you. So that's Digital Volleyball Academy, what it is. I mean, if you're interested, uh, go to digitalvolleyballacademy.com and you can get registered there. Uh, but basically, that is going to be a, a compilation of a lot of different trainings I'm kind of putting into one. Um, and obviously, I, I could dive deeper into the more specific trainings, which I'll reference to. So seven steps to build a volleyball program. All right. Now, the fr- now, if you're driving, please come back to this and listen to this because uh, you're going to want to make some notes. So the very first step, we're going we're to look at this from the very beginning of your vision, of your, of your season. Let, I'm going to pretend you are starting from scratch, okay? We're starting from scratch here. So the very first step in building a successful volleyball program is I want you to sit down and I want you as a coach to think about what is your vision? What are your values? What does your culture look like? And this is a really important step. This is why it's step one. Because if you don't do this and you go on, you're gonna lack a huge foundation to your program. Okay? So think about it. What does your volleyball program look like? What does it mean to you? Um so to give you an idea, we we start off our like well, we have uh we have six pillars in our program. Um, and that's this again, this follows, if I was doing this from scratch, I would I would also start back and think about what are the pillars that I want. Okay, and these pillars are things like integrity, honesty, uh, responsibility, respect. Okay, these are things that we have that our athletes they're 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 going to be able to embody this. This is what if you don't have these traits, these characteristics, then you may not fit our culture. Okay. Uh, so we have uh, responsibility, integrity, toughness, honest, respect, um, and what's the sixth one? I'm losing my train of thought here. I'll, I'll come back to it. I'm, I'm, I got put on the spot. I lost my train of thought. Uh, but there are six pillars. And again, these pillars are whatever you want these pillars to be. So think about them. Now, you don't have to have pillars. If you want, you can, but these are the types of things that you're going to think about. And what you're going to do is when you come up with your your vision, so you have your pillars, think about how do you want your team to operate this season? What does that look like? What are the kind of players you want in your gym? What, are their, what does their behavior look like? What are your expectations from these athletes? These are all the things that you're gonna be thinking about and you're gonna write it down. And if you guys have heard me talk about this already, you're gonna create a volleyball manual that basically is your team's identity. And what I like about this is this is your manual. One of the greatest things about coaching is that we get to instill what we want to instill in our players, what our values are. Your team is going to be the team that you want. Like they're going to have that, that identity of who you are as a coach. You know, I always say when, when you, when people look at a volleyball team or basketball team or any team that matter, and they look really good, Right. 9 out of 10 times unless you have a superstar player where you know it's 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 like if you know if we're talking about the Brooklyn Nets for example, you guys know Kevin Durant is a superstar of that team. When you think of the Golden State Warriors in basketball, you think of Steph Curry, right? You don't really think of the coach. So unless you have if you have a superstar player then fine. They will definitely get a lot of accolades no matter what. But when a team does poorly, normally the first person that gets blamed is the coach. When a team does really well, Normally, the first person that gets credited is the coach. And even with Golden State being as good as they are, Steve Kerr, the coach, gets credited for the way that their offense flows and their defensive ability. Um, Same with the San Antonio Spurs, Greg Popovich is the mastermind behind their operation, stuff like that. So the coaches are the ones that really establish what that team identity is. And the players' job is to go and showcase that identity, if you want to call it that. So what does that look like? You're going to write it all down in a volleyball manual. Now, for more information on the volleyball manual, I actually have an entire podcast episode if you go to episode 42 so make a note of that episode 42 and you can watch the or sorry not watch but listen to that episode where I dive a lot deeper into the volleyball manual and if you are a digital volleyball academy member you have access to my manual where you can download and you can change it up take whatever you want out of my manual and I have a couple other um, different manuals there that you could take a look at so there's something for everyone all right um, now inside the manual, I won't I won't dive too deep into it. But basically, there are things like you know your pillars, your culture. What are the expectations from the athletes? What is the like we have things like dress code is in there? What is um, you know what are the we talk, we talk about expectations like how do they behave during practices? You know, so I'll give you a couple things that I've mentioned in there. But basically, things like you know the players. It, it, to be on time for practice, you need to be changed and ready five minutes prior to the start time of practice. Things like the players agree to set up and take down the net and team equipment. Um, the, the the players accept and agree that they're going to take criticism or constructive criticism from the coaching staff. You know, they're not going to engage in gossip, uh, criticizing other teammates behind their backs, uh, participate in clicks, act selfishly, you know, thing, things like that. We... We lay it out in this manual for our players to see, read, and understand. And we spent a lot of time talking about this manual at the beginning of the season. And, you know, we have, um, I have my own, like, personal things that are, that are in there that I think are important to having a, a successful volleyball program and bringing that culture. You know, things like uh, our players must greet their teammates and coaching staff before they do anything. So when they come into the gym, before they change, before they do anything, they gotta high five or dap their coaching staff and their teammates. Before they leave the gym, they got a high five their coaching staff and their teammates. You know, I have a lot of little things like that that I think are important. Um, you know, when I used to coach club, I used to have that when they come in the gym, they line their bags up neatly, not just thrown on behind the bench. No, 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 it's lined up neatly. And at, at club, they all have the same bags because it's team bags. So all their team bags are lined up accordingly. All their stuff is in their team bags, not you know all over the map. So we look like a team. So, you look like a team, you feel like a team, you act like a team. Um, you know, when I coach club and I have it at a college level too, you are practicing in team gear. That is a non negotiable. We have practice jerseys. And when I, when I coach club as well, I ordered practice jerseys for the, for the guys and they're reversible. So, we look like a team. None of this, like everyone wearing different colors or wearing different team names or stuff like that. Like, no, no, that, that, that wasn't acceptable. So, what does your volleyball manual look like? Really important. I spent a lot of time talking about that. But again, if you listen to episode 42, I dive a lot deeper into it. And I talk about even more things that I have on my volleyball manual. And DVA members, you can download it uh, inside DVA. Step two. So we're talking about step one. Step two, find help if you can. All right? If you can get assistant coaches, you need to get assistant coaches. If you can get managers maybe someone to do film, someone to take stats. No matter what your situation is, find help. I know if you are a high school coach and you can't get another staff member to be an assistant coach, get students to get maybe give them volunteer hours. Get students to be your managers, your people, teach them to do stats. So when you're on the bench, you can coach and th- and you can train them to do your stats for you. You can train them to maybe if you're doing in-game scouting, um, you can show them what, you, what you're looking for and things like that. Have someone filming for you as well. So you could teach a lot of these things and then you can then focus on what you need to focus on, which is coaching. Now, if you have the ability to have assistant coaches, which... I can't stress enough how important that is, especially for during practices. You know, when you're working with someone else, your assistant coaches are working with someone else, you'll be able to divvy up responsibility a lot more effectively. And your team performance, you know, building that championship program is going to be there that much faster because you're going to be more efficient in your training and in your practices. So, you know, for example, with us at our level, you know, I work very closely with our setters. So I may be working with our setters on certain things while, you know, our, my head assistant coach will be working with the passers. And then my other assistant coach will be working with the, the server as if we're doing like a simple serve and pastoral, you know, like all these different things we can see if I'm if we're doing wash drills, like six-on-six on six stuff, one of my assistant coaches is looking just at the blockers, looking at their footwork, their eye sequencing, their ability to read. They're just focused on that so they can dedicate their time and energy to that, while one of my other assistant coaches may be looking at defense. How does our backcourt defense, are they reading accordingly? Are they in the seams? Are they you know are they guessing? How's their communication? Oh, so we have specific responsibilities for specific coaches so that our whole practice ends up being that much better. And so I would say, and if you don't have the ability to have assistant coaches, um, or if you can't train, you know, parents, manager, like volunteers in, in your school, if you're, a, if you're a high school coach, you know, the, at the very least, they can come to practice and be targets. They can come to practice and make sure the players have balls in the ball cart, setting up the net, um, teaching them how to do stats. You can teach them how to do stats. I, that's, that's for sure. You can have them film, you know, lots of things that they can do. So really get help. So figure out how you want to do it. You know, the more coaches, I mean, obviously, you know what, 10, 10, you don't need 10 assistant coaches, but the more help you can get, the better for you. Okay. So that's step two. Step three. Now, step three is a big, big, big step. This is planning your volleyball season. Okay. Now I have another entire podcast episode on this episode 60, episode 60, write that down. Episode 60 is how to plan your volleyball season. All right. And DVA members. I have an entire live training on planning your volleyball season. It's inside the Coach's Blueprint inside Digital Volleyball Academy and it's called Let's Plan Your Season. It was a live training I did a while back, I want to say September, where I, I got where on our one of our coaching calls, we dived in and we planned our seasons out together and I did an entire PowerPoint presentation on it. So, DVA members, you can check the Coach's Blueprint for that. And on my Volleyball by Design listeners, you guys can check episode 60, okay? Now, Planning your volleyball season. This there's a lot. I'm going to break this up into two different parts. The first part of planning your season is going to be basically putting it on a calendar. You're going to get a calendar out, all right? And you are going to literally put every possible important thing with your season on that calendar. So, off season, what does your off season look like? You know, preseason camp, open gym, how many strength training? What does that look like? What when are your tryouts? put that on there. When are your practices? How many practices are you going to have and when are they going to be? Put it on a calendar so you can eliminate any kind of holidays or days where the gym is closed or, you know, certain important days where you can't do it regardless. Like, you know, those are the important practices. Training camp what does training camp look like? When is training camp going to happen? Now, I, I, I don't remember the episode that I did. I talked a lot about training camp, but it was probably in the planner season part too. I think it's episode 60. And for those of you that don't know, I talk about training camp a lot, but training camp is a specific time where your team either goes away um, or spends a lot of time together over a number of given days where you are just training. And it's a combination of classroom sessions, on court sessions and off court sessions, like excursions, team dinners, you know, some kind of team building exercise, etc. So just to give you an idea, like if you if you if you were to dedicate just a weekend, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that would be your training camp where you guys go out as a team you train Friday Saturday Sunday you have on-court sessions off-court sessions uh, classroom sessions you have all these different sessions and the whole point of it is you're taking your team through a transformation where you get a chance to teach them your system teach them your fundamentals they learn everything um, they compete against each other they you do the off the, um, the in classroom stuff so you have whatever presentations you want to do with your team uh, to get the foundation right you know going over your met your volleyball manual for example that may be one of the parts of your presentation you know things like that what does your preseason look like are you going to be doing preseason games preseason tournaments should you start planning them out when can you do those tournaments and games putting them on there when are your tournaments when are your games normally normally your league should release your tournament days or your game days you know well in advance so you can you have lots of time to put that on your calendar um, and then you, you, from there you kind of you kind of go from there so you're basically just putting it you're, you're, you're slapping everything on a calendar all right that is what you're doing. When do you? Uh, yeah, that's reading. Now, part two to that is going to be the planning phase. So now that we have everything on a calendar, now we're going to actually sit down and start planning these things. So start planning your off season, right? Now you have a date for. Well, what are you going to do in the off season? Are you going to put them on a specific workout? Are you going to give them a workout? Are you going to uh, do Zoom sessions, meet once a week? Like, what are you doing? Strength training? or Do you have a strength training coach? Are they going to do their own strength training? What does that look like? Do you need to order equipment for the upcoming season? Guess what? You're doing that now. Do you need to book gym time? Book uh, fitness time? I don't know. Whatever time you need to book, do it. Um, are you creating anything? Do you need to create? So, again, uh, the men's, vo- or not the men's, but the volleyball manual should already be done because that's what you do at the beginning. But do you need to add anything to it? Do you need to create PDFs for your uh, athletes based on the skills you're going to teach? Um, let's actually start diving into those skills. What skills are you gonna be teaching and how, when are you gonna be teaching them and how are you gonna be teaching them? So have a um, what we have on our team is a fundamentals checklist for all the skills. So we have like passing, boom, we have an entire checklist on everything that we need to teach on passing. And it's a very detailed checklist, by the way. DVA members, you have access to a checklist. It's inside DVA. Very detailed checklist on passing. Very detailed checklist on blocking, on serving, on defense, okay. All of these little things, we write it out so we have it, and our players can get that. They can take a look at it. All right. We are going to cr- start creating our player profiles. Every player is going to have their own profile, so we can monitor them throughout the season and track their progress. Um, what else are we talk about? Scouting report, any kind of reports you had to create, like a scouting report, a film session report, if you're doing stuff like that. Uh, all the basically. You, you understand the point of this. The gist of it is we are planning. Okay. So this is the planning portion. Now I go into a ton of detail as well. I, I talked about earlier, uh, episode 60. You can take a listen to that again and DVA memories. You have an entire live training on this as well. Okay. So that is step three. Step three is you're planning out your season. You're putting on a calendar and you're planning out each phase. Okay. Step four. Now, this is something that is more so, you're only going to probably hear me say this, but I really believe this is important in building a successful volleyball program, and that is experience. So when you are doing anything, when it comes to practices, planning anything, I want you to factor this into your, your programming. How are we creating the most ultimate experience for our athletes? So when we plan, when I, when I, my coaching staff and I plan, are any any practice I plan, any I don't anything I plan, my seasonal planning. This is a big pillar for me. How am I creating an amazing experience for my athletes? Because when you do this, you just elevate your program to the next level. And this has nothing to do with skills, by the way. This has nothing to do with teaching the, the tactical aspect of our game. This is about. How are we creating an experience for our athletes? So um, I don't want to, without taking too much away, um, by the way, DVA members, I have an entire live training on this as well inside DVA, inside the Coach's Blueprint. But stuff like, you know, things that I, I think about experience, I think about structure. Do I have structure in my programming, right? And this comes from my, my volleyball manual. So your volleyball manual is an important part of creating that experience, Okay. Am I creating long-lasting relationships? How does that look like, right? When you know, I want to make sure that we're our guys are getting to know each other. They're getting to build these relationships because I, I tell you from experience, when your players have a stronger connection and a stronger relationship, their performance on the court in, improves significantly. Significantly, it does. You know, your dress code that we talked about already. Um, you know, things like what kind of what kind of Team building things are you incorporating in your programming? Um training camp's a big part of this. We do a lot in training camp, but also we do a lot of team building activities in practice as well. Sometimes I'll end off a practice with a team building exercise, right? Some fun mini games they can play and compete against each other and things like that. Uh, you know, let's talk about some other things we can talk about with experience. Uh I'm trying to think. Okay, gamification. There's another one. Gamification. Are you gamifying your drills? Because remember, gamification—you're you're both going to attack the intrinsic and extrinsic extrinsic motivation for your players. It's going to create some good competition, competition amongst the players. It's going to increase the level and intensity of the practice, and by default, your performance is going to increase it as well. All right, um, I always—you know—when when it comes to the experience, one thing that I do, and I don't think I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but one thing that I do is. I really believe in getting to know your players on a personal level. Now, if you were, you know, I'm I'm a head coach. I, there's five coaches on our squad. That doesn't mean that I have to know every single player in extreme detail and experience because sometimes players feel more comfortable approaching the assistant coaches with problems. And I, I have no problem with that, by the way. That's why they're, they're coaches for a reason. So they can get approached by, you know, your players. And if there's anything that they need to relay to you, they can do that. But that's why it's important to have great assistant coaches who, who are you know who are approachable and have that relationship with their athletes so that connection you got to connect with them more on a personal level via either you or your assistant coaches and what I like to do is you know once every so often once a month or once every other month I will send each player a voice message and I'll let them know hey you know hey Robert I just want to send you a quick message letting you know how you're doing so far. Honestly, I think you're doing a fantastic job. I love your energy you bring to the team. I love your enthusiasm. I love how positive you are. Um, You know, I'll I'll let them know the the, the great things that I appreciate about them being on this team and how they're doing so far. And then I'll also let them know about the things that I think they, they can improve on. You know, uh, I, I think you can improve a little bit more on your on this area of the game and I think this is how we can plan to get that done and this is what I want you to focus a bit more on and, and you know, whatever you need them to hear but I'll I'll tell you something, coaches, reaching out to your players by sending them a simple voice message, it takes a little time, right, but it, I mean, if you have 10 players on your team, what, a, a minute or two of a message, that's 20 minutes, tops, you know, tops, 20 minutes will take out of your time to send them a voice message and when the players hear that, and you took the time to do that, it's doing a lot of things. One, it's showing them that you care. Two, it's showing them that not only do you care, but you are interested in their well-being, their development as a player. You want them to be better. And it's also, you know, it's creating that, that experience for them. It's getting them onto another level with, with that. It, not not getting them to another level, but it's giving them that experience that they may not be able to get anywhere else, all right? Uh, I, I talk about this in uh, in my live training as well, but, you know, film sessions, one thing that I've done in the past, and I, I still do it up to this day, is I invite the players over at my house, and we have a film session here once in a while. Right? We have a film session. Maybe we'll order some food, right? And it doesn't have to be so expensive. You can just order some pizza if that's the case. Order, order some pizza. You guys hang out team gets a chance to bond outside it's a little different but we're still doing volleyball stuff so as opposed to having a film session at school we'll have a film session away now if you're a high school coach you may not be able to do this um but if you're a club coach and so forth and if you don't want to do it at your house do it at a player's house right get reach out to the parents any any parent willing to host a, a film session at their house and there you go and make it a fun. And, and I'll tell you, the team loved it. I had a, even with my college guys, we had a film session at the beginning of the year in September. And these guys didn't want to go home. The film session was done and they were hanging out still. And I, I loved it. I have no problem with it. They want to hang out. No problem. I'm giving them the safe space to be able to interact with each other. And, and by all means, do it. Right? And it's in the comfort of a home. So, you know, things like that, just little things like that are really important that I think, are, you know, just go a long way. And again, how are you creating the experience? That's what we talk about. Overnight tournaments, birthdays, graduations, are you celebrating these things? How are you doing this? Players-only meetings, players-only outings, have your captain set stuff like that up. All right, so a lot, a lot of times, these are, these are things that add to the experience, okay? So that is step two. Four. And there's a lot more things you can add to that, but I, I don't want to spend too much time on this one topic, but you can come up with your own how to create the experience in your programming yourself. All right, step number five. Now, let's talk about some volleyball, volleyball, volleyball stuff. So skills, skills, skills. This is where you're going to really dial into the skills. We're going to look at our player development. How are we going to be teaching the skills? How? And this is where your fundamental checklist comes in. How are we going to teach... The fundamentals of passing. What are some of the drills we're going to do? How are we going to make sure that every player is on the same page? How are we going to teach our systems? What type of systems are you going to run? Um, that, that may be based on the personnel you have. Uh, all of this, your player profiles, updating your player profiles. This is super important. Now, you know, you've heard that you've heard me talk about this before, I'm sure, but metrics. What metrics are you tracking? Because like I've said in the past, you can't grow what you can't measure. And I wholeheartedly believe that. Just like when you're trying to lose weight, how do you how do you assess whether you're losing weight? Well, there's normally a scale involved. You normally step on the scale, and if you're if the scale is going down, then you know you've been improving and you're losing weight. And that's how you can keep yourself accountable. You have that reference, right? Even if you're not using a a, a scale, you may be measuring your waist, for example. That's still a measurement. That's the metric that you're tracking. So same thing with volleyball. What are the metrics that you as a coach feel are important? And make sure you track them. And if you have a great coaching staff or managers or volunteers, they can help with this in practice. They can help track some of the stats that we want to track in practice. For example, passing. That is a one of the stats we are, as, as coaches, always want to be tracking. So I have an assistant coach in practice that has my iPad who is tracking the passing stats when we do passing drills. And then every two weeks, we'll update the newest sets of passing numbers to the player profiles, which we all, sh- which is a shared file, it's a shared ex- uh, uh, Google Sheets that we all have access to that we update. So we can track our player development. Player, now, uh, I, I don't care what group you're coaching, whether you're coaching college, high school, club, etc. Player development needs to be part of your programming and you need to drive it home. And we need to monitor it, track it, and continue to push player development because that is how, again, we're talking, this, this, this entire episode is about championship programming and how to build a great volleyball program. Well, that right there is a big pillar. That's a big part of it. So really teach the skills. So teach, teach, teach. Feedback, feedback, develop, develop, develop and go from there have that mindset and when it comes to your planning portion of it well when are, you know I would I would also map out when are you going to be teaching these skills and how many days are you going to be dedicating to, to the teaching and then the, um, the feedback because sometimes in, in a season you don't have a lot of time depending on your season you don't have a lot of time but so what even um you know when I teach high school girls for example the, the seasons are really short we don't have a lot of time So my practice will will be divided up into the first part of practice or a third of the practice at the very least is player development, player development, player development. The second part of the practice will be systems and more gameplay stuff and more defense, offense type of deals. But I never, ever will go out of practice without a player development portion of it. It's, It's really important for you to do that. So step five, skills, skills, skills. How are you delivering on that? Okay. Step six now. This is what we call our monitoring part. So, are we monitoring the progress throughout the season on all aspects? Monitoring your own progress, monitoring the players' progress, your coach's progress. How are we doing? Looking back at the metrics, looking at the player profiles. Are we getting to know our players at a more at a more uh, better level? So now we are in the midst of everything here. We're going through the season. How are we doing it? How is it looking? What adjustments do you got to make? Which leads me into step seven, actually. And step seven is the reflect and make ongoing adjustments. So that's where you take a step back. And this could be at the end of the season. This could be in the middle of the season. Um, But step seven, when it comes to planning a successful volleyball program, is uh, we'll 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 cater. You can do this during the season as well. But normally at the end of the season, you're going to sit back. You're going to reflect on how the season went. What are the positives? What are the negatives? When you have your one-on-ones with your players, which I, have, I haven't really mentioned at all in this thing too, but a little side note, you're going to have one-on-ones with your players at the beginning, the middle, and at the end of the season or any other time you feel, nece- you feel that it's needed. And a one-on-one is basically you and your coaching staff is going to sit down with each player individually and talk about the positives, the negatives, get some feedback, what can they do to improve, you, you set some goals, etc. cetera, you do all that stuff. So uh, the reflection portion at the end of the season is just for you as a coaching staff to see what you can grow on and be better at next year. And one of the big things about the reflection portion is when you're doing your season ending one-on-ones, it's a great opportunity for you to ask the players, you know, if there was anything us coaches could have done differently to make your experience better or, or, or help you, what could that have been? It's really good to get that honest feedback from them so you can make a note of it and do it. I, would, I, I like to do this at the end. I don't like to do this at the beginning um, because the players aren't going to – there's no feedback for you at the beginning. They're, and, and on top of that, sometimes it may be selfish. They're more interested in playing, to be quite honest. So they're going to say, well, maybe you should play me more. I don't know. I'm just saying. But uh, do this at the end. The reflection portion should always be at the end of the season where you can really dive into your own coaching uh, and, get, and better yourself. I, I better myself every year. Every year, I take something that one of my athletes have told me and try to incorporate more of it and, and just better myself as a coach. So re- reflection is definitely an important part. It makes you a better coach every year. Every year, you got to do it. Um, and then I will add some a couple extra bonus items here that aren't in the, the, the seven steps, but education, coaches, you keep, keep dialing in and getting educated. You need to improve your knowledge and skills of the game, and you got to continue doing it because the game is changing. And you never know where you can just pick up on one two two little things that could change the face of your program. Sometimes, uh, I'll, I'll never forget when I was, uh, you know, my, my mentor, I'm, I'm very fortunate enough to have John Spraw, the men's national U.S. men's national team head coach, is my mentor. And I'm, I'm lucky. I, get, I go to his gym all the time and get a chance to see what he's doing with the UCLA team and, you know, get a chance to pick his brain all the time on, you know, things that he's trying out and what he believes in and stuff like that. And I'll never forget, it was years ago. I was in his gym and he did a drill with his team, and that drill sparked an ideal for me. a, a, a really just a simple thing. It just sparked this idea. And I got on my got on the phone with my coaching staff. and when I landed back in Toronto, we applied it. And I can't tell you that that transformed our program. Just a simple ideal. It was the way we were running it was the way we were running a, a drill and a portion of the practice. Just a simple spark that I got from being in that gym that I would have not got if I hasn't if I hadn't been in that gym changed a big portion of our program and made us even more better. So the 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 moral of that story is you never know when these breakthroughs can happen. You never know when you know you coaches listening to this podcast, you guys are doing the right thing because and I'm no expert. I'll be the first to admit I am no expert. I, I have a lot of experience. I coach at a very high level and I love sharing my knowledge and skills of the game with with people so we can grow this game. You know my mission is to grow this game as much as I can by mentoring coaches all around the world. That's why I started digital volleyball academy. But by listening to this episode, you're you're you may an ideal may trigger in your head. maybe two ideals. who knows or maybe you listen to other podcast episodes and what you what might happen is when that when that happens, you go and apply it to your team, and that might that might be the missing ingredient to take your team to the next level. So when I say education, whether it's a podcast, whether you go take an online course, whether you join Digital Volleyball Academy, right, little side plug there, but whatever it is, you never know when those ideas can happen, and it's also great to be around, you know, when you, when you take these courses and you're in these communities, it's really good to be part of these communities so you can be part of the conversation, and you never know when, I, when another idea can happen, and then boom. You just took your team to the next level because you were you were very um, you were serious about your learning. That's really what it is. Serious about your learning. Okay. Another uh, little bonus tip here is honestly mentorship. You know, I've, I know I've said this before in the past, and I'm I'm sorry if you're sick and tired of hearing me say it again, but mentorship single-handedly took my coaching to the next level. It is the fastest way that you can grow as a coach and grow in an efficient manner is by mentorship, and whether you have a mentor. Like whether you, I mean, if you're a club coach, go go inside your club and find mentorship in your club if they have it. Sometimes your your leagues, if you're part of association, they have mentors mentors available for their members. Um, if you if you really can't find a mentor, don't ever hesitate to reach out to me. Um, Digital Volleyball Academy was created for that purpose, to, so I can mentor coaches and help them in their in their growth. And that's a really really important note is that mentorship is huge when it comes to that. All right, so let's just do a little recap of planning here, your seven-step process to planning a successful volleyball program. Part one, or step one, is when you sit down and you establish what your vision is, what your values are, what does your culture look like, and you sit down and you create this manual. And in this manual, you're gonna talk about all of that stuff, what are the expectations from the athletes, what does their behavior look like, what's the dress code, what's the culture, everything everything okay and if you want to reference uh, if you want some more help on that episode 42 episode 42 of the volleyball by design podcast we talk about that uh and for dva members you can download my volleyball manual as mentioned before step two find help coaches managers someone to do film stats etc find help definitely definitely save you a lot of time and you'll be more efficient as well step three the planning plan 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 your season Put it on a calendar and plan out that calendar. So uh, I reference you guys to episode 60, how to plan your volleyball season. It's, a, it's an episode, uh, it's a long podcast. I think it's not a long podcast episode. I can't remember. But episode 60 of the podcast, take a look at that. And uh, for DVA members, we have an entire live training on planning your volleyball season. It's, you can find that in the coach's blueprint inside DVA. And uh, this was divided into two parts. We talked about you know putting it on your calendar. You know what are you what are your dates? You know off season tryouts, practices, training camp, preseason tournaments and games, etc. And then part two, we talked about the planning out everything. So planning out your training camp, booking your gym time, ordering equipment, creating your scouting reports, your player profiles, any t- any PDFs that your players need to have, uh, all your fundamentals checklists for all the skills that you're going to be teaching your players. So all that stuff is in phase or step three. Step four, we talked about the experience. So how are you creating this experience for your athletes? Really important. And as I mentioned, DVA members, I have an entire training on the experience portion of this. Step five, skills, 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 player development. How are we developing our players? Refer back to your fundamental checklist. How are we teaching the skills? How are you teaching them? You got 10 to 12 players. They all learn in different ways. How are we teaching it? Uh, what do your systems look like? Are you how are you teaching your systems? This is you know this is the more this is the the, vo, the volleyball volleyball stuff the tactical the technical. This is where step five comes in. Step six is now reinforcing all these things. So monitoring them. What are the metrics that you are looking at to track? Are you tracking these metrics? Um, you're updating your player profiles. You're getting to know your players on a more personal level and seeing where they where their where their weaknesses are and their strengths are and things like that. And then step seven is reflection and making ongoing adjustments to your own practice, to the season, as well as your other coaches. You want to really reflect, sit back, you know, what is what, it, what, what went really great about the season, what went poorly, um, get your players' feedbacks, what can you do to improve as a coach, you know, all of these things are super important for you to do. And those are my seven steps, my seven steps to planning or rather building a successful volleyball program and I think and to be quite honest you know I could go on about this for a long time like there's so much when it comes to planning a successful volleyball season but what this is is a roadmap I hope I was able to provide the roadmap for you and in this roadmap you can take it and at least apply it take some ideas with you and so forth and and go And better your season this year. This my my plan is that for you to have a better season than you may have had before listening to this. So hopefully I was able to help you in that regard. All right. And uh, for all you coaches out there who have been listening for the last forty something minutes, I appreciate it. And if you would like my help with any of this stuff here that we talked about, because I mean I've been building volleyball programs for years, not just my own program, but other coaches' programs as well in terms of helping them. Um, Digital Volleyball Academy is my membership where I'm able to help you do that. So. if you're listening to this uh, while doors are closed or doors are open, it doesn't matter. Head on over to DigitalVolleyballAcademy.com. That's DigitalVolleyballAcademy.com. And you can either sign up for the waitlist or you can join depending on when you're listening to this. And hopefully we can get you in and I can get you started on developing, planning an amazing volleyball program as well as showing you guys what we do in our gym. Give you some ideas and hopefully we can help you out that way. All right? That is it for me. Uh, if you're listening to this before January 2nd and 3rd, I hope to see you on my free workshop which is on efficiency. It's going to dive in. That is January 2nd or 3rd. Head on over to volleyballworkshop.com to get registered for that. And that's it for me. I will see you next week on another episode of the Volleyball by Design podcast. Take care. All right, cue the music.